Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Beaver County Kickoff here on the Beaver County Times Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Noah Hiles. Joining me, as always, are sports reporter, Parthi Padiai. Education and sports reporter, Josh Carney. And Josh, I'll give you a little bit of an education. I'm really excited because the playoffs <laughs> have arrived. We have gone through 10 weeks of a crazy regular season. There have been injuries. There have been upsets. There have been miraculous runs. Crazy things that we could not even have predicted. Some of it we did predict. And it's all come down to this. The first round of the playoffs start in just a couple of days. We're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. So in in 48 hours, we're heading to our games. Maybe not around noon. I might just because I'm that excited. But nonetheless, we have 73 teams through six classifications, all with the same goal. And that is to get to Heinz Field, unless if you're in 6A, because they don't have the championship there. But nonetheless, a very exciting time in Western Pennsylvania. This is something that leads the local news. This is something that they talk about on Sports Talk Radio and one of the biggest markets in the country. It is as big as it gets here, and we're here to talk about it all right now. So this is how the show normally works. We always reflect on the week that was. Then we do a player interview or talk about something topical for the uh, time being. And then we preview the week ahead. That's not what we're doing today. Instead, what we're going to do is we are going to go through each of these six brackets for our first segment. We're only going to do two segments. We're going to break down each of the brackets as quickly as possible while giving good analysis. Then we might have a little bit of a uh, sprinkled other stuff in the middle. And then for the second segment, we're just going to pick the eight games, which uh, feature at least one Beaver Valley team. In the first round, there are three teams that we cover that have first round buys. That's Moon, Aliquippa, and Central Valley. We have one game that features two Beaver Valley teams playing each other. We're going to break down all of it, and it starts right now. Guys, as I take a breath, because I feel like I just said a billion words in a minute, <laughs> how excited are you for this time of the year? Josh, you were a part of the Whitfield playoffs as a player. Part, this is your first time getting to witness it, you know, as a journalist or even as a, you know, just as a consumer. I'm sure you'll be paying attention to other scores for games you're not covering. Guys, how excited are you? I, man, I, I got to say, guys, I'm excited. It gives me a lot of memories that they came flooding back on Friday and, and Saturday, um, you know, sitting down, watching the, uh, the, the the seating show. It felt like it was March Madness in a sense, you know, but it's 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 November Madness. I, I don't <laughs> I don't have a, a good analogy for that, but uh, it was a lot of fun um, just seeing all the hard work that a lot of these kids put in and these coaches uh, and parents that supported along the way to, to see. We're now in the playoffs and kids have a chance to achieve their their hopes and dreams here in the next few weeks is, is awesome. Uh, Whipple football playoffs is always an incredible time. And I'm excited to be on this side now where I don't have my hopes and dreams shattered by Blackhawk and Zach Hayward. I, I uh, <laughs> Instead, I, I get to write the stories and, and kind of watch these kids um, go on a run here. It, it's a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. No, pretty much what Josh said, like, you know, being from Tobacco Road, North Carolina, I lived and breathed college basketball growing up. March was my favorite time of the year. Just last night, printing these six brackets and filling them out with pen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> taking only, them to my wall yeah, at my desk. He, I have a printer that Barth uses every single week, uh, and I printed them out. But he went to Staples. Yes. Free, free ad for Staples there. Uh, and and got fancy the special, paper. The fancy paper. <laughs> and he brought it up to my apartment to show me, which Staples, I, that's how I know he was excited. Staples, well, if you're listening, call us. We, yeah, we, we need that endorsement here. money. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it's just fun because you, you look, I'm holding the brackets now in my hands. I mean, these things have been discussed and 
pretty much every barber shop in Western Pennsylvania, at every yeah. local dive bar, you know, at, at, at every, you know, practice or just any, every wow. gathering, you know, you know it's trick or treating. The dads are talking about it. Even the moms are talking about it. everyone is excited for what's coming up on Friday night. You know what? No, it's funny. Uh, I was just at the barber shop and uh, they were filling out their brackets um, here in, in Natrona Heights. And uh, sure enough, they were they were talking about Highlands and the chances of the Rams, you know, and it's just like, man, this takes me back. Uh, it, it was, it's a lot of fun. And it's always cool to hear the, the old timers talk about, oh, what are the chances of the Rams this year? The, the mm-hmm. kids. And uh, yeah, it just it's a different feel. I don't know how to describe it for the listeners, but it's a different feel. And I think, you know what I'm talking about, Noah. Absolutely. So we're going to get into it right now. We're going to start off with six a and work our way down. Six a is the smallest bracket. Only five teams are in. Uh, one of them gets a, or three of them, excuse me, get a buy this week. That is Mount Lebanon, Central Catholic and Seneca Valley. There is the play in game between North Allegheny and Cannon McMillan. Um, rather than breaking down every, every game, what we're going to do is we're just going to go to the championships here and, uh, all six of the time sports selection committee, I guess you could say, uh, has the same championship matchup. It is Mount Lebanon against central Catholic six. A has had its, um, I guess you could say criticisms, uh, just because of the lack of parody. Normally it's always just been North Allegheny and central Catholic, but this year there is a different guy leading the role or a different team um, leading the pack. And that is Mount Lebanon five of the six people. So Parth, Josh, Bill, Joe in the house all have Mount Lebanon taking down central Catholic. These two teams met earlier in the year and Mount Lebanon won in a blowout and they're everyone's taking the blue devils except for myself to win again and complete that perfect season, advance to the state playoffs with their perfect record intact. Not a bad pick, obviously. Bob Palco has got something right. Love the running back uh, quarterback duo that they have over there in Mount Lebanon. However, I've been around these parts for far too long to be picking against Pittsburgh yep. Central Catholic in yep. the month of November. I just, I just, I've seen it. I, and uh, <laughs> Porth and I talked about it last night. He goes, how are you going to do that? You know, you saw Mount Lebanon beat them. It just doesn't matter, man. I mean, Dan Marino was at practice. That the, the other that was day, your reasoning. Dan Marino was at practice. <laughs> yeah, they were at practice. Uh, Wayner, their quarterback, is is a is a really reliable player, yeah. I think. And just that that program, it's one of the best high school programs in the state, if not the country. It's it like just, picking. It's like picking against the Patriots and Foxborough. Yes, in December, exactly. Like, they don't need to be the one seed. They don't no. need to have home field advantage or anything like that. And all if you're telling me that. Central Catholic just needs to win two games to win a Whippeal title. They've done things a lot harder than that. And you got to remember how their season ended last year. They won the Whippeal championship, COVID outbreak, have to forfeit their first round matchup in the state playoffs. That didn't sit well with anyone in that locker room. They still have a ton of talent. I I, I like the Vikings here to uh, get their revenge against Mount Lebanon, a team that hasn't had nearly as much experience playing in big games as Pittsburgh Central Catholic has. So we'll go down now to Class 5A, and we have one team from the Beaver Valley in this bracket, and it just so happens to be the top-ranked team in this bracket. The the, the biggest surprise, arguably the biggest storyline in all of Whitfield football this year, Moon Football, the Moon Area Tigers. They're the number one team. They're the only undefeated team in Class uh, 5A. They're the only team with without two or more losses in class right. five, a that's how crazy it's been, but there still are some really, really, really strong programs here that are gunning 
did not only get to Heinz Field, but the Hand Moon, its first loss either prior to Heinz Field or at Heinz Field. We'll go through the championship picks right now. The House has Moon de- defeating the defending state champion Pine Richland Rams. Uh, Joe Sager has Moon de- defeating Penn Trafford. And Bill Ullman has Moon defeating Peters Township in a rematch of what was a really good game and I believe week six or seven. I covered that one. So let's get into our picks here. One of us has Moon and uh, two of us don't. And Josh, you, you're taking the Tigers. You were on this team from the very start of the year. Um, I don't think any of us expected them to be this good. No. But you saw the potential in uh, that team on University Boulevard. Yeah, uh, you know, and obviously the last few weeks they've been without uh, star running back Dylan Sleva. Uh, he's well-rested now, should be back from that ankle injury. And just seeing what they did last week with, with Joe Cotton and Ian Foster on the ground. I mean, Jeremiah, it, Dean. It, Jeremiah yeah. Dean too. Like, it's it's insane the amount of depth that they have. They are a, a smash-mouth, downhill bully of an offense. Uh, and that's going to work in November. Uh, just they've never been – this far uh, under Ryan Lynn, they've never been this good. Uh, so you wonder about some of the, the experience factors in some of these matchups, but man, 10 and 0 is 10 and 0. They've made school history. Uh, I think they're going to do it again here. Yeah. I have them beating Pine Richland. I know that's crazy on paper. If you would have told me I would pick that in five, a to start the year, I, I would have asked you if I fell off the, the train somewhere and lost my mind, but here, here we are. And that's a, a huge credit to Moon. I'm going to give my pick real quick because it's not that different than yours. And then we're going to let Parth go in because he has two completely different teams in his championship matchup. I have Pine Richland over Moon for this sense where Moon, and I'm not saying that they're just a team that's happy to be here. I don't think that at all. This is a team that knows it belongs. It believes it belongs. And uh, it's very talented. They can beat you in multiple ways. Obviously, they have a great offensive and defensive line. They also have a very reliable quarterback. They have a great receiver in Tate Beachy, and they have a great coaching staff. However, despite all the drama, despite the inconsistency in the regular season, Pine, Pine Richland is Pine Richland. And until that monster's dead, similar to what I said about Central Catholic, until that monster's dead, until Michael Myers is dead, he's not dead. <laughs> and I've seen Michael Myers get left in burning buildings. I've seen him, you know, take bullets. I've seen him, you know, have a tree go through his, you know, midsection or whatever, like his stomach. But there's always another Michael Myers movie and yeah. the boogeyman is Pine Richland in class five. A they're the defending state champs until someone else says otherwise. I don't care if they don't have certain players back. I don't care if they have a new coaching staff. They still know how to win in November. And that's, that really matters. And that's why I think if they get the Heinz field, there's nobody stopping them. Not even the moon tigers. Now Parth, you got a different matchup here in five. Uh, a go ahead and give us who your winner is and who they're beating. Look, you can never expect the expected in March, and this feels a lot like March to me in okay. November. Um, just like Josh touched on earlier, Moon is a team that obviously hasn't been on this stage. You know, they've, they haven't won a Whitfield title since 1998. On that side of the bracket, the left side, I've got Gateway coming out, I guess, the be the south region. It'd be the east. But nonetheless, it doesn't matter. Whatever, yeah. That, that <laughs> corner of the bracket, we're, I've got Gateway not, coming out. Yeah, we're not here to draw maps. We're here to draw maps. <laughs> So I've got Gateway beating Moon in the semifinal with Penn Trafford making it out on the other side and Gateway winning it all. And that's an interesting matchup part because those two teams played earlier this year. And I believe the final score was 18 to 17 or something along. It was pretty close. It was a very close game. That's a rivalry game. They're from the same conference that that rivalry is called rivalry 
is called the Battle of the Bell. If I if I if my memory serves correctly, and uh, that the, you know the winner gets a bell. That's a very common thing in high school football and college football. But it it, it came down to like field goals. Like a I think uh, it was fifteen to ten. Fifteen to ten. That's winning. it. Yes. And Ben yes. Trafford's kicker kicked like a whole bunch of field goals for them to win that game. It was it. It was in the rain. It was really exciting. I would not be shocked if that's the matchups because one thing I always bank on in big games is whoever has the better quarterback is going to go far. And I think gateway has the best quarterback in class five a with Brad Birch, a sophomore Oregon com- or Oregon recruit, not a commit. Uh, and I think he's second overall in the whippy on passing. So I, I don't hate that pick at all part. I just didn't want to pick against moon to get to Heinz field, but anything could happen in five a, We'll move on now to class 4A. And again, we have some Beaver Valley representation here as well. We have two teams in it. Uh, the number two seed, Aliquippa, who gets a bye this uh, this week. And then we have number seven, Beaver Falls. Or not Beaver Falls, Beaver Area, I should say. The, the Bobcats, who will play number 10, Laurel Highlands, at home this week. A very big deal for Beaver after uh, only winning a couple of games in each of the past two seasons to flip that and go seven and two in the regular season, get a home playoff game and, and host a really good Laurel Highlands team. Uh, guys, a lot of similarities in our championship game matchup here. Um, four of the five or five of the six of us have Aliquippa and Bell Vernon meeting at Heinz field. And that's not a bad pick to go. These two met in the semifinals last year in what was an all time classic battle. Uh, the quips obviously have that long streak, 13 straight years, going to the Whitfield championship game. They, they don't look like they're going to break that this year. But again, 4A has a lot of talented teams. You take a look at Bell Vernon, obviously. They're the one seed. McKeesport is the three seed who beat Thomas Jefferson, handedly beat Thomas Jefferson just a couple of weeks ago. Thomas Jefferson, still the defending state champion. They have some impressive wins over Gateway. Uh, even Hampton, who cruised through the regular season with a very impre- impressive record. There, there are some really good teams in this bracket. Um, just going through uh, the other people's picks here, the, the people who aren't on the podcast, Bill Allman and Joe Sager have Bell Vernon over Aliquippa, while the house has Aliquippa, or has Bell, yeah, our two stringers have Bell Vernon over Aliquippa, where the house has Aliquippa over Bell Vernon, which is going to be a fantastic game if it happens. Um Real quickly, I also have Bell Vernon beating Aliquippa, as does Josh. Um, Josh, I'll let you start the analysis here real quick because, again, once again, Parth's got the different championship matchup. <laughs> what are you looking forward to in this matchup? Because, you know, a lot of us see it coming. It's kind of been this way since the very first week of the year where we just said 5A is not – was very unexpected. This has kind of been advertised – in the season preview that these two teams are probably going to meet up in the final. Yeah. And these two have been one and two in our Whippeal rankings in four a since week zero, I believe uh, maybe week one. No, I, I think know. Thomas Jefferson. That's right. Aliquippa moved up. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, one and two has not changed since September. Uh, mm-hmm. So this was expected. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad that these two will meet on the biggest stage at Heinz Field because there's athletes on both teams that could quite honestly be playing at Heinz Field either on Saturdays or Sundays. Yeah. Um, I, I think that could be the best matchup out of any of the potential Whippeal championship games. But I got I got to say one thing. I don't think I've ever seen Thomas Jefferson as a five seed. No. I don't think they've ever been lower than three in their classification. Really? So yeah. Seeing them at wow. five was stunning. 
but not unexpected because Hampton finished the regular season undefeated. McKeesport beat the brakes off of them. But don't sleep on Thomas Jefferson. And I, mean, I think Thomas that's what Jeff- Parse did. Thomas I, Jefferson was a last, quite literally, last second touchdown away from taking Bella Vernon to yeah, overtime yeah. at the beach yeah. on the yeah. road. And Parth, I'm assuming that played a role as to why you have the Quips beating TJ in the 4A final. Yeah, absolutely. I think just the fact of uh, TJ being the defending Whippeal champion. And state champion. And state champion yeah. played a factor into them getting back to that stage. And, you know, like you said, when they played Bill Vernon the first time, they were a touchdown away from going to overtime. Um, you know, they say it's hard to beat a team twice. I think TJ gets it done this time around. And um, I think I've seen enough from Aliquippa, especially in recent weeks. This is not the same team that, um, you know, was close with Beaver Falls. This is not the same team that lost Central Valley, in my opinion. Um, they've got guys who emerged, such as Tyquay Hayes um, with Nate Lindsay and others behind him. Um, I've got the Quips winning it all here. I'll tell you what, too. We talked about Bell Vernon Aliquippa as a great matchup of athletes. Aliquippa McKee sport in the semis. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the oh final four, let's be real. Unless Hampton disrupts something, it, the final four is going to be TJ versus Bell Vernon, Aliquippa versus McKee sport. And there's no better final four on this bracket no, than none. what you'll see there. None. My thing about the Bell Vernon Aliquippa matchup that excites me is we're seeing <clears throat> the best running back quarterback duo and arguably the state and Bell Vernon. I like with what they have with Devin Whitlock and uh, Quentin Martin, who's a sophomore. He's the number 40 player in the country for the class of 2024. Wow. And he's probably going to even keep going up. He's got all the big offers. And that's the now. Even though Martin's a sophomore, that's the now because of the quarterback. I and like then we've got the next great duo in, yeah, in, in Quentin Good and Tyquay Hayes at Aliquippa. Well that done, sophomore sir. and freshman tandem – they're going to be doing a lot of big things. And 4A, 5A, 6A, hell, if they create a 7A, they could win there too. <laughs> I'm really excited about them. I don't think that's the best part of Aliquippa's team right now. While Hayes has been great, I still think what makes Aliquippa so dominant is their size up front and their physicality on the defensive side of the ball. They don't allow a lot of points. I'm really excited to see that defense go up against Bell Vernon's high-powered offense. However, don't sleep on that young quarterback running back duo. Uh, in black and red. I'm really, really, really excited to see if they can both get to Heinz Field, see how that goes in that. uh, Because I don't know if it's going to be a shootout, but it's going to come down to, I think, the last possession of the game when those two teams meet. We'll move forward now to 3A. And uh, Eh. (laughs) let's be honest, this is the most boring bracket out of them all. Absolutely. Uh, No disrespect. but No disrespect at all to the other 15 teams, or the other... 11 teams in it, including Ambridge, or who is the 12th seed, uh, the other Beaver Valley team in Class 3A representing here in this bracket. And uh, actually, one of our writers thinks pretty highly of them in our matchup there, which we'll get into later. But um, I think this is probably the most clean-cut favorite, clear-cut winner here with uh, Central Valley. I mean, a couple just a couple weeks ago, they played the number three seed in this bracket, so yeah. only one possible better opponent. And uh, they they beat the brakes off of them in Avonworth. I mean, this is a team firing on all cylinders. This is a team that is going to be in 4A next year, and they might have a chance to go to Heinz Field again in 4A. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them win the state championship again. I think that this is the safest bet to have a winner picked. Uh, all of us 
have uh, Central Valley winning Class 3A. Um, <laughs> four of us, myself, Josh, Joe, and the house have it over North Catholic. Or excuse me, Bill, uh, not Joe, because uh, Joe and Parth have Avonworth playing Central Valley at Heinz Field. And while North Catholic has been impressive, their defense is allowed, I think, just over five points a game, something around there. Um, I just think the comparison here where Central Valley played Blackhawk twice. Yeah. And look at those scores and compare it to when North Catholic played Blackhawk, uh, yeah. where North Catholic won by a point, they, a game they probably should have lost. A missed field goal. Missed field goal. Yeah. 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 Central Black Valley Black. won both of those contests by a lot of points. And probably could have won by a lot more. I, uh, I guys, will say, you, yeah, real, real quick, that, that semifinal matchup, Central mm-hmm. Valley, and I have Central Valley Elizabeth forward. I think that honestly might be Central Valley's best test of the year. Elizabeth Ford is playing it's not really bad. well lately. Yeah. Um and, and I'm not saying it's gonna be, you know, fourth quarter Elizabeth Ford has a lead. Like that would be insane. But I think Central Valley will be tested in that game. Um yeah, I just three A is it just feels so chalk to me. I'm like, where's the upset? Yeah. Where do I find the upset? Like, I couldn't really find one. Above the rest, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Anything to add on this one part, or can we move on to probably the most exciting bracket? No, not much to talk about here, no. <laughs> okay, so we flip over to 2A now, and this one is exciting for a multitude of reasons. One, we have four undefeated teams in it. They are the top four seeds. It is Steel Valley, it is Stowe Rocks, it is Laurel, and it is Washington. We also happen to have a lot of local representation here. We have number five, Beaver Falls. We have number eight, Southside. We have number 12, Western Beaver, and we have number 13, New Brighton. So that's four teams. Yep, count them. One, two, three, four. Uh, from the Beaver Valley in this bracket, and <clears throat> they're all on the same side. So there's there's a chance that we could see multiple Beaver Valley postseason matchups here. We would need some upsets to see more than one, uh, but anything could happen in the WPIL playoffs. Um, guys, just looking around this one, so many good players, so many good teams, so many good programs with great history. We obviously have the defending champion in Beaver Falls as the five seed, which you don't really see that often. Normally, you know, if you look at the other brackets, the defending champions are are the one, the two, or the three. Not here. Beaver Falls is the five, thanks to that 0-3 start to the regular season, including that tough loss to Laurel where they blew a big lead. And because of how crazy this whole bracket is, we have a lot of differences. I'm going to go ahead and list uh, the other three guys who aren't on the show, their picks in the championship game. And then Parth, I want you to go right into yours. So Bill Allman has Laurel defeating Beaver Falls in what would be a huge rematch game, right? Joe Sager has Stowe Rocks defeating Steel Valley. Battle of two unbeatens. Number one and two seeds in the whole bracket. And the house, <clears throat> out of nowhere, <laughs> is going with Washington. The Prexies, a good program, won some Whitfield championships in the recent past, but he's got the Prexies going up against Stowe Rocks and beating them at Heinz Field. So those are our three um, people who are on the show, their picks, uh, and they're all very interesting. We can get into those in a bit, but Parth, what's your two-way matchup? Yeah, I've got, I guess the surprise in that matchup would be Beaver Falls the five seed making a run to the title game. You look at what Jared Brickner, Jaron Brickner, excuse me, has been doing lately. I think what three guys in the entire Whitfield have more passing yards than him. Um, got off to a little bit of a slow start, but he's been, he's been red hot. And I think that team, you know, with experience with having won it last year, 
um, has a good chance to get back. Uh, Stowe Rocks, I saw saw it play against Western Beaver, and I know Western Beaver isn't the most you know formidable two A opponent ever, yeah. but they clapped him, man. Like yeah. I don't know what better word to use. Yeah. Like That's Western accurate. Beaver got clapped. Yeah. Um, that team looks scary, man. Is it Jamar Pearson? Jamar Pearson? Yeah, no, Jamar I'm saying Pearson, that right. Yeah, that dude's scary. All State running back uh, mm-hmm. played at Olsh last year, obviously. Um, yeah, so I've got Stow Rocks beating the brakes off Beaver Falls in the title game. Wow, beating Whoa. the brakes off of them. Correct. You heard wow. that correctly. So Josh and I, and that's what's unique here is all of us, and it might be a recency, but or it might be a, a location bias, you know, because we've seen Beaver Falls play so much. Myself, Parth, uh, and Bill Allman all have Beaver Falls getting to the championship game, which means they'd have to beat the number one seed in the Steel. bracket, which is Steel Valley. Um, Josh, you don't have that, though. You have Stowe Rocks defeating the Ironmen in what I think will be a very good game. Yeah, you know, I, I certainly debated it. I went back and forth. I'm like, do I believe in this Steel Valley team? And I think it comes down to I believe in – is it in a Jay Burt? I think I'm saying his first name mm-hmm. incorrectly, but Najee Burt. Uh, I think it's Najee. Najee. I, I mean, the Whitfield's leading rusher. He <laughs> yes. is an absolute stud. Uh, I think when you have a, a, an elite level running back like that at the high school level, they can carry you. I mean, we saw Beaver Falls do it last year, if, oh, yeah. if, we're, if we're being quite honest. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that Steel Valley is for real. I don't believe in them to win the Whitfield Championship. But uh, I definitely see them getting there, and and we talk about great Whitfield Championship matchups: Steel Valley, Stowe Rocks. I mean, at... this bracket you've got matchups in the second round. Oh yeah, for some of them that could be like Laurel Sarah Catholic potentially in the second round could be an amazing game. Beaver mm-hmm. Falls, Washington in the second round. In other years, that's a Whitfield Championship game. I mean, this this division we or classification we've talked about it all year. How how it wasn't just top heavy. I mean, even teams like Southside at the eight seed, Western Beaver at the twelve, Nishanik as, as an eleven. I mean, these are really really good teams that I wouldn't be shocked to see. Even if it's not Beaver Falls, I wouldn't be shocked to see if it was like a, I don't know, like a Nishanik snuck into the yeah. final four, or Shark Tears Houston made it to the final four, or Heinz Field. This is the low level ones are always where you t- typically see if there's not a. Clear-cut yeah. favorite, chaos. In yeah. the years where so it's parody, not, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's it, in the years where you don't have a Clarendon Bears or a Jeanette Jayhawks <laughs> or an Aliquippa when that back when they would play in two A that you knew they were just going to run through it. If you didn't have a clear-cut favorite, those were the t- these were the brackets where you would get a seven versus a ten at Heinz Field. And, and do we do we think Stowe Rocks is a clear-cut favorite? I mean, it, I would have thought so, but the Whipple clearly doesn't because Wait, yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah, and I get, and you you don't. I guess their strength, the schedule is what killed them because it was they. Yeah, they they played Avonworth, which is a really good win, but they only beat them by three. Mm-hmm. And then you look at their other two non-conference opponents. You have Jeanette, which going into this year, you would have thought Jeanette, a team that was in yeah. the state championship a year ago, would have been a great one. That ended eighty. 80- Two to nothing, I yeah. think, was the final yeah, score. That's, that's what happened there. How did they go one and nine? Well, Jeanette, Jeanette had 12 players transfer out, yeah. including uh, Brad Birch, who's a yeah. gateway, and his brother. So, yeah, Jeanette, the defending 1A champion, which we'll get into here shortly, only won one game. They're not in the playoffs at all. So that was a blowout. And then... Don't forget the best one. Yeah. yeah. 
no credit for the Bishop Sycamore win in week zero, uh, which which everyone forgets about. But I mean, they had they certainly had an interesting non-conference schedule. But I think the their their three rivers uh, schedule hurt them, being that they only beat two playoff teams in the regular season or in their conference schedule, maybe hurt them where steel Valley ended the year with a win over Sarah Catholic. And I, I, think I that was the ultimate decider. I can't believe the seating. Yeah. Panel how, however, did not give them credit for beating 24 year old men in week zero. I yeah. mean, <laughs> but, so I have, I have still rocks beating Beaver falls. Uh, I didn't say my pick. Um, so yeah, all uh, three of us or four of us have still rocks. Uh, Bill Ullman has uh, Laurel and the house has Washington, which Washington, again, a really good program. Uh, a team that's that's won a lot, and people forget. You want to talk about big wins? I don't. I don't know too many teams in two way that have a better win than Washington's dominant performance over Clarendon. Steel Valley beat them as well. So, but I think Washington won by a bigger margin. So maybe you could say the par- the Prexies might have the best win in Class Two way. But that's going to be a fun bracket. We'll move on now to the last one, Class One A here, and we have a lot of representation in this one as well. Um, Three of the 15 teams in this class 1A bracket are from the Beaver Valley. Number two, Cornell. Number five, Rochester. And number eight, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, a.k.a. Olsh. And all three of these teams at the beginning of the year, well, actually, Cornell wasn't, but they ended up being the highest seed, go figure. Um, But the other two, Olsh and Rochester, they were viewed as potential favorites to win this. Um, I still wouldn't be shocked if either one of them went on a run because they have the talent to get there. Uh, and let's just get into the breakdown now. Um, four of us have the same champion here. However, the house is going an all Beaver Valley matchup at Heinz Field. He has Cornell over Rochester, a rematch wow. that uh, I covered a couple weeks ago. It was not a clean game. However, Rochester was really beat up in that one. Uh, Cornell coming off of a tough loss to end their uh, regular season, but maybe they were just looking ahead to the playoffs. They still ended up getting that two seed. And uh, I don't know. I feel like they might have a little bit of a bumpy road ahead here with their second round matchup against Leechburg, uh, who has a really good offense. I think the best in class a uh, one of the best passing offenses in the entire Whippeal. So I don't know, but the house has Cornell winning uh, the whole thing over Rochester. Joe Sager has Clarendon defeating Cornell, a one versus two matchup there. And uh, Bill Allman also going with the local matchup at Heinz Field, he has Rochester beating Cornell in the championship. So two people here on our panel uh, uh, like the Rams to get to uh, the finals and to play another team that they played already in the regular season and lost to him by seven. And uh, Bill Allman thinks that uh, Matt Suk and those Rams are going to get revenge here. Guys, let's get into our picks real quick. Um, Parth, you and I have no Beaver Valley representation in our final. We both have the same final and the same result. And what is that? You both. I've got Clariton and Bishop Canavan in the yeah. final with yeah. Bishop Canavan upsetting Clariton, upsetting the Bears in that championship game. What? Part. And, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, listen, this isn't the Clariton team no. that – this isn't your older brother's Clarendon Bears. You know, Tyler Boyd ain't coming out of that. This uh, isn't the Clarendon Bears. Tunnel. This isn't the Clarendon Bears we know. No. Yeah, Lamont Wade ain't coming out of that tunnel either. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it, they're they're still wearing that orange and black. You know, they're they're still the number one seed, and there aren't many more teams that feel comfortable playing on that horrible turf on the North Shore yeah. than Clarendon. So. I, I I can't pick against them. I just think that there's been too much inconsistency with the rest of the field with old or with Cornell losing to Olsh 
going into the playoffs. I don't like that. Uh, Rochester, they're a good team when they're healthy, but they really haven't been healthy all year. Who will be their quarterback in the playoffs? Will they have Jerome Mullins? We don't know. We don't know. So if I think if they're completely healthy, yeah, I think they can be cleared. I just don't know if they're going to have that. You look at other teams. Canavan has had a, uh, a very, very consistent year. I think I just picked the most, the two most consistent teams in 1A in the final, and I went with the better one of the two with Clarendon winning it. Josh, who's your 1A final? I had Clarendon over Cornell, but I'm okay. going to be honest. This was one where like you're you're filling out the bracket as soon as you know the the selection shows over, and you're like. You pin it. I didn't pin it up on the wall like Parth did, but uh, I think I redid this four different times. Uh, I went back and checked. We had 26 changes in Class 1A in our standings throughout the season. Wow. The most of any classification. We had six teams drop out of the top five at one point out of those 26 changes. I have no clue, guys. Like This was throwing darts at, at the board, so finally I just said, forget it. I'm going one versus two. I have no idea, but like I had Bishop Canavan out in the second round. Oh, I thought you were going to say in the first round against Burgettstown. No, well, I, I thought about <laughs> it for you, but uh, you know, I, I also thought could Leechburg beat Cornell? I have mm-hmm. no clue. I, I have Springdale over West Green. I thought Springdale could make a run. This just—you want to talk about parity? I, I think it's this one. I would not be shocked if we have a. a a West Green Carmichael's Whippeal Championship yeah, game. Or like Leechburg, it, yeah, you know, like Rochester or something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. So I, I went with the tried and true, Clareton. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so I have no idea of, though. <laughs> speaking of matchups, as we wrap up this first half of the show, um, I want to go through and I want you guys to pick your most exciting potential matchup. So this is not in the first round and we'll avoid championships because we already just gave our championship championship game scenarios. So... <clears throat> we'll start with Parth because yours is in Class A. It Tell is. us what is the most exciting potential matchup that you think you can we we will get to see here in the Whitfield playoffs. I'd say Clareton Rochester in that Class A semifinal. I think we'll learn a lot about Rochester in that game. You know, depending on if they're healthy or not, obviously. But you know, just looking at obviously, I've not seen Clareton play with my own eyes, you know, in person this year. But just looking at who they've beaten and their body of work. And having seen Rochester play multiple times, I don't see that game being close. Noah, you said that a Rams team at full strength could beat the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see it happening. Parker Lyons or not behind center. Okay. And uh, I'll go in with mine now. Um, potential great second round matchup here. Actually, all of ours are uh, great quarterfinal matchups that p- could potentially happen. I'm going to go with Washington against uh, Beaver Falls. I-, I-, I don't think that we will see... Um, a better matchup here, I think even outside of the non-championship, just looking at this, like I said earlier, this is a team, this is a matchup where in most years, this will be a great championship final. So just to see an undefeated wash high team take on Beaver falls is um, one that I'm, I'm really looking forward to hopefully even getting a chance to cover. However, Josh sees one that's even more exciting, and it's our in our neck of the woods. We've already seen the matchup once before this year in the Parkway Conference. He's going with Aliquippa against Beaver in the second round. Josh, why'd you pick this one? Do you think the Bobcats could potentially give him a better fight in round two? I like to believe so, but then we just spent how many minutes talking how great <laughs> Aliquippa was. Um, I think it all really depends on Wyatt Ringer's health. I know that he sat out last week. Noah, you were there, and you also did a great job profiling Wyatt before this first this first week matchup. Thank but you, Josh. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I just I think he's a fantastic player. He's a guy that elevates that team. I just mm. don't know if he can single-handedly carry them. But like we talked about, it's so hard to beat a team again. Beaver knows Aliquippa's tendencies. Aliquippa knows Beaver's tendencies. Yep. They're, they're conference rivals. There's more on the line. Anything can happen. Noah, like your silly little AFC North, throw out the, the records. <laughs> That's what's happening in that game. Throw out the window, opinion. baby. Yep. <laughs> All Josh, right. that, that first matchup was not close, man. I know the score looks like it was close, but the eye test tells you it was not. Aliquippa uh, shot itself in the foot several times. Believe and they me, still I, came I out know. with a what, three-touchdown victory, so. So uh, we talked a lot about teams. We talked a lot about potential scenarios. Let's talk about players here. Uh, going through the brackets, 1A through 6A, um, who are some players that you would like to keep an eye on? I'm going to start this one off by saying I couldn't just narrow it down to one. I picked two because they're both in the same bracket, and they're the number one and number two rushers in the entire WPIAL. And there's a chance they could face off at Heinz Field. One of us has that matchup actually picked. Um so it's uh, Laurel's Luke McCoy and Steel Valley's Nijay Burt. And these, these guys are total playmakers. Um, if they were to meet at Heinz Field, both of them will likely have over 2,000 yards rushing. By that point in the season, it would give me very strong comparison or vibes to Mike Caputo versus Russell Shell. I don't know if either of those guys are going to be ending their careers and going to division one schools or even, you know, having that long list of accomplishments that either one of them did, but nonetheless, it's, it's going to be a very exciting matchup if they meet, but even if they don't, I think both of them are great playmakers. Uh, oh, so I, I didn't throw it. I didn't do a good enough <laughs> job throwing it to one of you. Um, <laughs> Farth, Farth, who do you have as your player to watch? Yeah, I got Rodney Gallagher, you know, Laurel Highlands. This That's kid's a, a junior. Um, four-star recruit, I think 65th best player in his class, according to 24-7 Sports. Only 13th player in Whipple history to throw for 1,000 and rush for 1,000 yards. Just him against Wyatt Ringer. I think that's going to be an enticing matchup. Yeah. Um, one I'm looking forward to cover this Friday. I, I will go with, and I'm going to be the Noah Hiles here and go back to my alma mater, uh, Luke Bumbalski, uh from Highlands. Just under 1,300 rushing yards this year. Uh, 17 total touchdowns. The guy has had an awesome, awesome season. Uh, helped the Rams kind of get back on track. And, and Parth, you mentioned just the 13th player uh, in Whipple history to do 1,000 passing, 1,000 rushing. Mm-hmm. Bumbalski's teammate, quarterback Chandler Timmons, could do that this week against Newcastle. Wow, uh, he's, fun fact. He's got eight. Yeah, he's got 806 rushing yards on the year, 1,100 passing yards. Well, uh, Gallagher's stat is for the regular season. Right, but so, yeah. this, there's that this guy, yes, yeah, and, yes. This guy could could go 1,000, mm. 1,000, one week into the playoffs. Yeah, he's got which is still nearly really 30 total touchdowns on the year. Uh, I, I think those, there's some sleepy, uh, uh, sneaky, excuse me, uh, sneaky playmakers at Highlands that uh, could get them into the second round. All right, and closing this one off, guys, uh, excluding Central Valley, because we all agree they are the the biggest favorite, the easiest horse to bet on at the races. Aside from Central Valley, who is your biggest lock to secure a Whippeal championship? Uh, We'll start with Parth. Man, that's tough. That is tough. I'm going to go with, and we talked about this a little bit before the show, uh, just maybe this is not based on en- enough evidence, but just having seen Stowe Rocks play and, and, and looking at, you know, who they've beaten, how they've beaten them. 
I got to go with Still Rocks in, in 2A as being the second best lock, you know, outside of Central Valley. And Josh? Moon Tigers, baby. I know that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's but, a, that uh, is a bold prediction. That is, that is bold. Uh, I wonder what the odds would be. It's, it's not that bold, but, that. you know, like it's just 5A so open. And yeah, so and I, I found it. I found it strange that uh, the seating committee was like, we had such a tough time seating five A. It's like, I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I don't think number one seed was tough. I think no, after maybe, two, maybe. it was very tough. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, yeah, I, it's just some sort of magic with Moon right now, guys, and I'm I, I'm locking it up. That Moon magic. <laughs> and then for my pick, I will go with Clarendon. Um, I just think, like I said, in a in a year of craziness. Um, you go with the most predictable and reliable team, and that is Clarendon in Class 1A. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we will pick the eight playoff contests that feature a Beaver Valley team. In round one, we have it coming up right now. All right, so we just did a whole bunch of predictions. Just talked about who we think's going to Heinz Field, who we think, what players there we think are going to have these great seasons. You know, who's going to become the next with the old legend, all of that great stuff. Let's live in the now, okay? There are tons of great first round matchups. Eight of them feature at least one team from the Beaver Valley. We're going to pick them all right now as we wrap up the show, um, and we'll start off with 4A and work our way down. There's one first round 4A matchup, and it's Laurel Highlands going up against uh, Beaver area. And all of us like the hometown team, Beaver area, except myself and Parth. Parth, why are you picking Laurel Highlands? I don't think Beaver's seen a player like Rodney Gallagher. And that might be a too simplified explanation. But really? Even with Aliquippa? Not, not, like, not like Rodney, man. No. Okay, not as fair. dynamic. No. Fair. I like it. Fair. No, I, that's, that's good. I think man. they're not going to know what to do with him. For for being real, um, and I think Beaver, you know, as as good as White Ringer is, they're they're sort of one dimensional, you know, as far as you know, just having to run the ball, um, and not really having a a threat passing down the field. You know who they remind me of? Who's that? Who's that? Tim, the Tim Tebow Broncos. Okay, a really good defense. That's a great a workhorse example. quarterback that can run the football, but dramatic wins. Unless you have Demarius <laughs> Thomas at receiver and you hit a slant, I mean, no disrespect to Wyatt Ringer, but exactly. that, yeah. that passing offense is, but, is non-existent. Hey, but like Tebow time, I mean, yeah. they've won their last three games, overtime, Tebow, overtime, yeah. and last second field goal. So yep. they find a way to get it done, and they're unbeaten at home. Yep. But the reason why I was hesitant to not go with uh, Laurel Highlands in this matchup Obviously, Laurel Highlands, they've, Laurel Highlands is far and away more battle-tested. Beavers had a relatively easy schedule, comparatively, because Laurel Highlands has played Bell Vernon, they played Thomas Jefferson, they played McKeesport. They're in that tough conference. Um, and obviously, they have Gallagher. However, Beaver has the perfect offense to neutralize Gallagher, to keep him off the field, because they can control time of possession. The way they move the football, they're not a team that, I mean, they, they can score on big plays, but they're more of a seven-minute, you know, 15 play, 80 yard drive type of a team. And doing that against a team that's led by star power, primarily one guy, keeping the ball out of Rodney Gallagher's hands is huge in this one. And you add in the fact that they have home field and they found ways to win in crunch time. They're, they're not going to be an easy out, I don't think. However, 
I think if you give him the ball, him being the number 83 or whatever he's ranked player in the country, if you give him the ball in the fourth quarter in a close game with a chance to win, he can't be stopped. And that's why I like the, the ponies, the Mustangs there. Josh, anything to add on this one? Yeah, I do wonder if Jake Hilton's big week last week helps Beaver have another threat offensively. I think he ran for uh, 85 yards and two scores. I can't remember the Something stats like off that. It was, top 100, of my it was head. 177 yards and or 175 yards and two scores. Was it? Okay. Yeah, wow. On 15 uh, carries. Maybe it was 85 in the first half, but <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I it remember was the second half. It was okay. it was nuts. I remember, nonetheless. Yeah. Nonetheless, I, I, I wonder. Game. I wonder if his breakout game shows the Beaver coaching staff. Okay, we don't need to ask Wyatt to run the ball forty-eight times, you know, and you can get that fullback dive or that that option onto the the edge with him. Two-headed uh, monster, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I just there, like I said about Moon in the last segment, there's something special about this Beaver team. Mm-hmm. They've learned how to win in key situations. They're playing at home where they haven't lost all year. They believe in each other. I can't, I can't pick against it. All right, Ringer so, Mania. We move yeah. now to class 3A where we have Ambridge against Freeport. All of us are taking Freeport except for Bill Allman. He's feeling the Bridgers hype, baby. <laughs> Crazier things have happened. The last two-win team to make the playoffs in any classification in the Whippeal was Avella in 2016. They did not fare well in their first-round <laughs> matchup. However, this is a talented Ambridge team. Against Freeport, I don't know if they can get a ton. But nonetheless, still a very good moment. For sure, McBride's program. But if they wear uh, those new uniforms, it's a wrap it's before a wrap. kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, exactly. don't even get off the bus in those things. Hey, uh, Shrimp's kind of upset about the uniform talk, man. He, he uh, he's a little bit upset, so we don't want to cool it on that. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. okay. I was at Amber yesterday sorry. with the. With I'm the sorry. I'm sorry. Thing. All right. I, I, I apologize, apologize to Sherm. Listen, apologize. right now, my apologies <laughs> to Sherm and the Bridgers. I am not one to give out fashion advice. I will say that. So I just like their normal ones. I like their 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 classic ones. I like when a, an old school program keeps it simple yeah, with their uniforms. That's, that's you know all I got to say. One of you guys said that Sherm gets a lot of credit for this season, except for the fact that he picked yeah. those uniforms. And guess what? He did pick those uniforms against Quaker Valley, which made it even worse. <laughs> it insults. I don't know. There. I don't know who said that. Let's move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> New Brighton at Washington. We all like the Prexies in this one. Uh, six nothing across the board. Similar to uh, Ambridge, New Brighton to get back to the playoffs is really big for that program. They're a young team now with Haddix out. They have a good future in Gary Pugh, who will gain some very uh, good experience here. But we all like the Prexies. Beaver Falls, Western Beaver, an all-Beaver County matchup. These two teams, uh, they are not far away from each other. They don't like each other. Throw the record books out the window. Actually, keep the record (laughs) books here because this one actually does matter. Um, And we all like the Tigers in this one. Six to nothing for Beaver Falls. Ligonier Valley, Southside, we all like the Rams, 6-0 here. Cornell against Manesson, that's a 2 versus a 15 in 1A. We like the Raiders, and that's uh, 6-0 across the board. Rochester. Let's talk about this one a little bit against Mapletown. The Rams have had some injuries. However, they're playing a Maple Mapletown team that has some talent. Again, the Mapletown teams I think of are the teams that hadn't won in, I don't know, they had like a losing streak that went for seasons, you know, 10, 20, 30 games. However, they have uh, Landon Stanson who leads Class 1A in rushing. Over 1,300 yards, I believe, on the ground, something along those lines. So they can move the football, and, you know, Rochester, if they can't stop the run, that's going to be tough because they can't move the ball through the air. 
So we move on now to our final game. It is Olsh against Greensburg Central Catholic. And despite the Chargers' big win over Cornell last week, uh, five of us are going with uh, Greensburg Central Catholic over the Chargers here. The house, the only person picking Olsh. Guys, uh, Parth, I'll ask you this. Which of the teams that as we as a staff picked in the majority have the best chance of actually losing? I would I would have to say it's Greensburg Central Catholic. No? It's gotta be. It, it's it's gotta be. And I I know, you know, Parth, I know you were there last Friday, but they did not look good, man. I mean they, they won that game. Well, I'd, I'd say they, neither team looked good. It was raining, it was it was muddy, it was messy, but I guess my question is they gotta win. So does that help them? build into the playoffs. They lost three or four heading into that rivalry match last Friday. They win that game. They get into the playoffs. Does that help them? Does that springboard them in a sense, Parth? I don't know. I think it, I don't want to call it a fluky win. That's not fair. You know, that's not fair to Dan Bradley or his chargers, but you just look at who they lost to, right? Right. That stretch. They didn't lose to any formidable opponents, not even kind of good teams. Right. Um, and then you play a game in that kind of weather where both teams are impacted by it. That one was a coin toss to the very end. I don't know if that win means anything. I, I'm going to say it does. And, and, and I went back and forth on this one and I wanted to pick the chargers, but I also saw them in person against Rochester and I can't get that lackluster performance out of my, my brain. Uh, and that's why I went Greensburg central Catholic, but I, I do think Noah is, is accurate in yeah. saying you know we all picked against except for the house all picked against Olsh they have the best chance of disrupting that entire pick and and screwing up everyone's bracket at least in the first round well if uh you didn't enjoy our analysis I hope you enjoyed my dog Dave's uh for some <laughs> reason there is uh a, it seems like a woodpecker on the other side of the wall at my house and he is not enjoying it. Someone must be hanging every framed photo in the history of mankind. Will uh, Dave so, make picks? Will he make picks? Will Dave make picks? I don't know. He he's picking to upset his father. Is that the pick he's making right now? <laughs> Noah throwing a chair through the wall minus 1000 is the top odds for this one here. So we'll wrap it up guys. Just to clarify once again, our champions, myself, I have Clarendon in 1A, Still Rocks in 2A, Central Valley in 3A, Bell Vernon in 4A, Pine Richland in 5A, Central Catholic in 6A, Parth as Clarendon, Still Rocks, Central Valley, Aliquippa, Gateway, Mount Lebanon, Josh Carney, Clarendon, Still Rocks, Central Valley, Bell Vernon, Moon, Mount Lebanon, Bill Ullman, Rochester, Laurel, Central Valley, Bell Vernon, Moon, and Mount Lebanon. Joe Sager, Clarendon, Stowe Rock, Central Valley, Bell Vernon, Moon, Mount Lebanon. In the house, Cornell, Washington, Central Valley, Aliquippa, Moon, and Mount Lebo. That's almost an hour of playoff analysis for you. I hope you all enjoyed the show and keep tuning in to Times On, or keep heading, excuse me, to timesonline.com. We've got subscriber-only features. We've got players to watch. We've got a huge entire breakdown of all six classifications that I spent a lot of time on. We've got features on Parker Statler uh, written by our own Josh Carney. We've got some other stuff that I don't want to say just yet because it's coming out. Oh, we'll tease it. What the heck? We got a Cornell feature coming out on Friday and we also have something on white ringer. A lot of good analysis in depth stuff to check out head there timesonline.com, And we will talk to you again next week when we are one step closer to the big dance. Take care.